1: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Now,
2: more of the Jeff and Jen morning show. More of
1: the Jeff and Jen morning show.
2: Uh, did you say one? One, yeah. Line one, Okay. So, the Q102 Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club Kicked off yesterday for Jeff and Jen super fans.
3: The JJBFC.
2: And there's a few of them out there. So if you'd like to join our Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club, well, why would I want to? Well, you get a, uh-huh. you'd you get a phone call from us live on the radio. And that alone. Where, well, I, what I was going to say was <laughs> where it would be all about you.
3: Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Int- introduce you to the other fans and
3: yes. get to know
2: you a little bit, mm-hmm. set you up with a limited edition Jeff and Jen jersey, which is only offered to Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club members. That's right. You jersey is pretty cool. Can't buy them in stores. Nope. Uh, you would get an on-demand song request of your choice. On demand. And, uh, yeah, we you know throw you up on social media. So if you're looking for absolute privacy, this is not the club for you. Yep. Because we, we kind of put you out there. Yep. And we want to introduce you to today's new member of the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. Ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Gretchen Carroll. How are you?
3: Hey, Gretchen. I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to the club. Well, thank you.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to say what street you live on, but I almost bought a house on your street a few years ago.
0: Oh, it might have been been our house because we haven't lived here that long.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh, look at that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to, you know, I've seen your name before. I know I've seen you register for, uh, oh gosh, the uh, Listener Appreciation. Okay. Uh, She works at Cincinnati Children's.
0: Oh, very nice. What do you do there? I have a cool job. So I work with kids that have developmental disabilities because of medical conditions. And then I evaluate them in the hospital and then I go out to the schools and help them Get the interventions that they need. Oh, that is fantastic! Thank
3: yes, you, I think you. Jen,
0: you and our lives overlap quite a bit. I think you're would probably right.
3: I bet we know some of the same people.
0: Yes, well, you <laughs> had my friends on yesterday because we I work with um, children with Down syndrome, ah. and you had the DSAGC on for the body Walk. Yep, so I was you about that. There you go. Well, thank you huh. for what you do. Your families yeah, like it's, mine it's, it's pr- a unique job it's a, it's a great job yeah. it's a great job and you should have mentioned jeff that we are the number one hospital i think you forgot to say
2: that <laughs> oh it does have yeah. <laughs> at, at the because... number one cincinnati <laughs> <Yeah>. children's <laughs> hospital yep. yeah uh, it says here uh i i could live happily on tomatoes swedish fish and white wine you know it's not the, my list I could. but i could too
0: <laughs> i could uh <laughs> Well, have you guys talked about girl dinner on the show? You probably have.
2: Girl dinner? Tell me about it. I don't know.
0: It's a it's a thing that's on TikTok all over the place. It's just, you know, that there are a lot of people that if they didn't have to feed others or didn't have partners, mm. they would have dinners like Swedish fish, tomatoes, and white wine.
2: There you go. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She loves Michigan State, Clemson, and FCC, but... I have to watch the game standing up or pacing for the teams to win. Sparty on, Gretchen. <laughs> thing.
0: Yes. Well, Tim, I I, I think that you, you, don't you also root for the correct Michigan I football do. team? My
1: parents both yes. are Michigan State. The correct yeah, Michigan same. Yeah, funny.
0: same.
2: Yes. funny. Uh, says here you lived in Hong Kong for a portion of your childhood. Really? Interesting.
0: Yes, my dad is a retired Episcopal priest, so we lived in a lot of places when he was Um, a young priest kind of going from parish to parish. So when I was young, like four or five, six, we were in Hong Kong.
2: Really? Did you live in other places throughout the world?
0: Um, We lived in England for a little bit, mostly um, New Hampshire, Michigan for the most of my childhood. Wow. Also Iowa, and now they're in Connecticut.
2: Can Can you count to 10 in Cantonese?
0: Yes, I can. Yes, I can. But remember, I learned this as a four- or five-year-old, so if there's any true Cantonese listeners,
2: that's okay. Just pronunciation
0: do your, may not be great.
2: Do your, trust yes. me, there's always one who's got to weigh in, but that's okay. Just give it your best shot.
0: Okay.
2: See, that's pretty good. I, yes. I mean, for all I know, she could have butchered it, but it sounded pretty impressive to me. <laughs> I, it's funny, I was watching, uh, I was watching a, a, a movie in Japanese, a Japanese movie with American subtitles, obviously, uh, but I was just noticing how it, you have, you know, because they read characters, right? Sure. But the numbers are the same numbers we read. You know, that, yeah. like their numbers are, uh, that would be impossible for me to grasp. You think so? Yeah reading and writing Japanese like or Chinese characters, mm-hmm. I think would be really difficult.
0: Well, I think it's funny that that has stayed in my head for my whole life for yeah. no random reason. So it must have been how I learned it was
2: Like a song. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's exactly like that. And my brother and I used to kind of sing song it and exaggerate it. So I'm, I'm sure if I called him, he lives in Maine, he would be able to do it too. That's yeah. the key.
2: Yeah. But uh, – you know, the, one of the questions on the forum here says, uh, What makes you such a big Jeff and Jen fan? And Gretchen said, Well, it's like an extended family in a bizarre way. Uh, I'm in a second marriage with a travel loving foodie like Jeff. Mm-hmm. My entire career has been working with children with developmental disabilities, which she relates Near to. Near and you. dear to my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
2: I'm a list making, over functioning mom. Kind of <laughs> like for <Fred>. it. <laughs> And grew up in Michigan, go Spartans, Tim. So sh- she feels a connection to all four of us in different ways, which I think know? is
3: really neat. Well, and that's 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 what
2: makes her a super fan. You're the ideal candidate yes. for the Jeff and Jen Best <laughs> Friends Club. You've been chosen.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. I think lots of your listeners feel that way. I think that's why you have you're so popular. Ah. You touch people in different ways with different aspects of your lives, your personalities. So I'm sure I'm not alone.
2: That's great. Thank right. you. Well, what post below yeah. song do you want to hear today?
0: Well, you already played Chemical, so can I change my um have oh. you can you play the new Miley Cyrus song? I love that one. <sighs> do you? You yeah. know, you I mean think,
2: flowers or the other one.
0: <laughs> no, the new, brand new one. Oh, the yes. brand, brand
2: new one. Yeah. Was it some yeah, the young
3: it's young, about like used being young. young Used to be young. Used to be young. There you go. I like it too. At first I was like, oh God, I Ballad, not something slow. But then listening to the lyrics, I kind of feel like yeah, it's, I think it's. Do you know what I feel like? I think it's this generation's landslide by Stevie Nicks.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> That's yeah. exactly one of it, a cool song. Yeah, I agree.
2: And I'll play it back-to-back with David Kushner's Daylight. No, you no, will I not. No, I won't. I won't. I'm kidding. That's a
3: joke. We'll pick it back I'll up. will play that later.
2: <laughs> but right. for you,
3: you're in the best friend club now. And if you, if this is what you want, you can have That's
2: it. right. It's official. Well, I
3: would have said chemical, but you played it like three times ago.
2: You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, that's good. Good flow there, Yes, Gretchen. I like it.
1: All I, right. We well, do c- need to talk to her a- after, so. All
2: Congratulations, right. Gretchen. We love you. We really do well, thank appreciate you. Thank you. you. And thank we're so you. glad you're part of our very small club of two people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would like to be the secretary. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Look at that. <laughs> See?
1: Here we um, go. <laughs> it's, it's just you and Kathy. Good, because Fritch is off this week, so we need some help. Yeah, that's true. In that department. <laughs> all
2: right. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold because Tim needs to talk to you, and then we'll let you get to work because we made you late. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Hang on. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Today's show is brought to you by IKEA. Day, nice, a have. There's a message here, but you have to assemble it. IKEA. Kia! Now more Jeff and Jen. IKEA's come out with some fancier, high-end stuff that's a little more expensive. Oh than yeah, noticed. have you? I haven't. I haven't been shopping there. I didn't know. Yeah. What? What have you seen? Uh, just more expensive versions of the same crap they're selling now.
3: Okay. A higher grade of fake wood?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly.
1: It's real wood. They have their own forest.
3: Oh, okay.
2: It's just pressed wood. Gotcha. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not,
2: listen, I mean, I'm knocking them, but I actually bought a lot of stuff for my kid. Same.
3: I know that you had to put together. How'd that go?
2: Well, it's interesting IKEA furniture lasts for as long as how well you put it together. Amen. That is that so true. So if you got someone who knows what they're doing and does a good job at assembling, I think that thing will last you mm-hmm. forever. Hmm. I built our entire kitchen. I had to construct
1: every cabinet, every wow. pulley, every lever. Look at you! It took a week, and but you that didn't. was one of our fi- our favorite kitchens we've ever done. Was huh. that IKEA kitchen? And they all like. Like, maybe in five years, you don't like that color anymore. You can yeah. replace the front of all of them. Oh, wow. And the back stays the same. So you can like update your kitchen without spending a fortune pile of money.
2: Huh. Did you know that when you buy a house in Italy, the kitchen does not come with it? They take their kitchens with them. They take everything. They take the cabinetry. They take the appliances. Now,
3: that's just kind of weird because uh, I mean, the place
2: they're moving into is probably not going to have the exact same. Space layout, but yeah. they but they're often sold in pieces. Okay, and I mean you can negotiate if you want if you like the kid. It's going you know, to cost you extra. It. Yeah, it a little included more. included in the cost of the home. Right. Interesting. But a lot of them, you know, break down in such a way. A lot of them do come from Kia. Ica- yeah, IKEA. Huh. Anyway, if your kid is going into their junior or senior year this year, be aware they could be hitting peak awkwardness they're at that age a new poll asked adults how old they were when they felt the most awkward middle school 100%. 100%. Yeah. For me, it was middle school too. Yeah. The average answer was 17, but I felt like at 17, I was hitting my stride. Yeah. Well, I, it I started feeling it at 16 because yeah. I had my driver's license.
3: And your full beard, and you were buying beer. I mean, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was middle school. Yeah. That's when the acne was the worst, and just everything was just the hormones and war. And everyone's
1: different. There's a kid like Jeff with a beard, and then there's a kid like me going, let's play. Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The late little, bloomer.
3: little Tim Timmerman was g- very gentle.
1: <laughs> What's
3: going on? Very sweet. <laughs> I bet. When when like how awkward were you, Tim, in high school?
1: In high school, not really that much. Middle no. school was an absolute Middle- bleep show. Yeah. Like, a <laughs> lot of damage was done there. <laughs>
3: Were other kids mean to you?
1: Not really. No? Not really. You just,
3: did you just feel kind of lost and confused all the time? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I was pudgy and awkward and, you
3: Still know. Still wearing glasses? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tim had a traumatic experience in kindergarten with a teacher and the glasses that started the, the foundation. From <laughs> yeah. And then for
2: years, Tim did not wear glasses uh-huh. and now he's embracing them again. Sort of. I have to.
3: Yeah, he has no choice at this point. Well, they look
2: cool on him now. That
1: LASIK surgery lasted about 20 years. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, Two-thirds of adults (laughs) said they still have moments when they feel just as awkward as they did back then. And it turns out we still worry about a lot of the same things. Like they said, well, you know, what were you self-conscious about as a teen
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, versus now? And the top three things we worried about in high school were our weight, our hair, and our teeth. And those are still the top things we're yeah. self-conscious about today. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Other okay. things we still worry about are height, posture, our voice, our glasses, and, yep, acne, too. Yeah. I uh, I got the hair thing under control.
1: Yeah. I don't know what happened, but my parents, they were, you know, big fans of the nylon brush. Yeah. And man, when you have curly hair, that oh, is just like not good. Brushing out the fro. Yep. And uh at some point someone goes, "Why are you using, using that, that brush?" And I'm like, "I don't know, it's what do we have in our house." Yeah. Cured everything. It a miracle. That could have saved at least a couple years. Yeah, you got a good head of hair.
2: You let it grow out though back then, right? Oh, like yeah. was it long? It was way it longer was, back I was then finding myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we well, you have to experiment. I'd have long things. hair
2: now, uh, now if I could.
1: Why Why can't you? Because I don't want to wait through the, the mid-range mm. time, the awkward part.
3: Yeah. It wouldn't last too long. You got a lot of testosterone there. Your hair would grow quickly. We'll see, maybe. <laughs>
2: That's a double-edged sword, though.
3: <laughs> I know. You can have too much, right? Yep. Jeff knows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn teeth! (laughs) Uh, Someone get Kevin Bacon on the phone for this, and no excuses. A study found that we we all really do know someone someone who knows 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 him. Right? It's called the six degrees of separation. Uh huh. The six degrees of separation. In case you don't know, it is the claim that anyone on Earth is no more than six handshakes away from anyone else. Right. S- or, or six social connections mm-hmm. away from anyone else. And a group of mathematicians just found that six really is the sweet spot. Isn't that funny? That's crazy. They found every new friend you add comes with an upside and a downside. The upside is your social network expands. But... At some point, adding new friends weakens your other connections and old friends start fading away. In other words, there's an equilibrium and they found the six degree pattern kept popping up. Here's a quote from the study from the mathematicians quote. When we did the math, we discovered an amazing result. The process always ends with social paths centered around the number six. And they say it doesn't just apply to people, though. For example, it also works with viruses like COVID. Within six infection cycles, a virus can cross the globe. Hmm. So there's something magical about the number six. Is there that person in your life who is your Kevin
1: Bacon that is my Kevin Bacon. Like the, you have that one mean, friend or who knows somebody who knows somebody who, who knows somebody. Everyone knows that person. I can connect it to that person. I you never. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I had a conversation years ago when I was a teen. I had a conversation. I was interviewing a guy who worked on the radio for school because uh-huh. I was so into radio. And the conversation drifted on topic. We started talking about he didn't call up the six degrees of separation, but he called it handshakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He said, "You know, we we talk about like what we do on the radio and connecting with our listeners, but the reality is we're all very connected. Think of how many handshakes you are away from the president.
3: Well, we're we're too because we could just we used to work with Glenn Beck, right? And Glenn Beck is pretty tight with Trump,
2: right? I mean, we could get we're like, pfft. yeah. So at the I time, mean, this guy yeah. said he was." Uh, I think he said he was two handshakes away from the president. Uh And I said, well, how do you figure that? Well, he happened to know a congressman in in our district Uh who knew the president of the United States at the time. And so he says, so the fact that you know me, you are now three handshakes away from the president.
3: I mean, we think about it. We are a lot of, there are a lot of prominent political figures that through Glenn Beck we could we're two handshakes away from,
2: yeah. But we, Isn't that crazy? but but if Glenn Beck disappeared off the face of the earth, we yeah. would still have like we, we know still people other,
3: who, have other avenues to get there. Sure,
2: right. Wow, that's what's crazy. So think mm-hmm. about all of the people you know. You know, you might have a a cousin who's a who's an actor, or you might have a friend who knows a politician who. I know the president. Politicians are probably the easiest
3: to connect to,
2: but, I'm, but it I mean, it can apply to anyone.
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to think how would we, how are we connected to Oprah?
2: Oh, I know. A Guaranteed, guy. you probably know someone. I know a guy that was Oprah. on Oprah. There you go. Boom. Would Oprah take his call?
3: Maybe I don't know. I think they he she was offering him his own talk show and it didn't he refused so maybe not oh <laughs> so maybe not
2: yeah i so i went to high school with a guy who owns an nba team well, i won't know. say which one it is but <clears throat> we were really good friends in high school but having said that he's never on social media and he doesn't associate with anyone in our group, mm-hmm. which hey, he's moved on. Sure, that's fine. But if I call him up, do I think he'd take my call? Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to talk to that goofball from high school. <laughs> I'm a billionaire now. That's funny.
3: Hmm.
2: Some people have personal hacks to help deal with jet lag, and most of them involve sleep patterns. But maybe it has more to do with what you eat. Researchers out of Northwestern University say that the quickest way to recalibrate your internal clock is to immediately sync up to the regular meal times in your new time zone. So I'll give you an example. If you just got off a long flight, but it's morning when you landed, which is often the case, like any time we travel to Europe, nine times out of ten we end up arriving at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. After an overnight flight, Mm -hmm. which maybe we got three or four hours to sleep on. So now we're dead tired and we just want to go to the hotel, check in and take a nap. Nope, Mm -hmm. can't do that. Nope. We got to adjust. Better eat. So they're saying get off that plane, go to breakfast. Done. Enjoy a big
3: breakfast. You do not have to tell me twice to have French toast.
2: Even if you've been on the go for almost a full day researchers say jet lag isn't just about a disruption in your internal clock your body has multiple clocks and jet lag happens when they have conflicting time cues for example the brain's clock is influenced by sunlight but your other organs adjust their clocks during specific meal times that you're used to mm-hmm so, basically, the idea is to trick your body into thinking that you weren't on a flight and that the current time in your new time zone is also your current time. There you go. Easier said than done, I know.
3: I know. Coming back from California, I think I'm still recovering and it's been over a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like,
2: mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Because it's, it's harder going in that direction.
3: Because that trying to fall asleep, you know, I'm wide awake at... 11 o'clock midnight because it's only eight, nine
2: o'clock in California. Yeah. And uh, so, so Ingrid and Emma had a trip planned or went to Italy with their dad, but they went at separate times. So, dad was staying there for a number of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the girls could only go like one week at a time because of their conflicting schedules. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, that's fine. You know, you don't all have to be here at once. So, uh, so Emma went last week. And then as she was flying back, Ingrid was flying in, and they literally met at the airport. Oh, that's funny. Like, just by chance, based on how their flights was. But she ended up landing at, like, you know, 6-something in the morning, which meant Emma was getting up that early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which I felt, I felt worse for Ingrid as she was coming in, because here she is. She's arriving in Milan at, what, six thirty, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, they got an itinerary. They got things to do. Right. So I hope she got some sleep Sleep on on the the plane, plane. right? Yeah. But they did a selfie at the airport and she looked tired. Oh,
3: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was cute, but
2: she looked tired. (laughs) But, yeah, somebody somebody did the research. And, you know, not constantly complaining about what time it is. For you, like, I'm fading. This is 2 a.m. My time is the worst you can do to yourself psychologically Yeah, in those situations. But I am with you because when you fly back or fly west, I should say, like, if you're flying to the West Coast, it's like, hey, it's still early. Yeah. But you still fall asleep. Like, you you go to bed at a decent time because you're tired. You, sure. You were up Yeah, a number of hours. But going yeah. the other direction, man, you're that's, right. It's that, tough to get used to. Yep. Okay, coming up next, do baby-on-board decals even do anything? This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Now, now, more of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show.
1: More of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show.
2: All right, I know you've seen these around, or you might even have one on your car. Those baby on board decals. Sure. Do you think they have any impact whatsoever on the way people drive?
3: Uh, do you think it slows people down and makes them more cautious?
1: No. No.
2: My I, first thought
1: is... I doubt it. Because they were very popular for a long time in, what, the late 80s? It's been yeah, long, they, mid-1980s. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then they sort of disappeared, and then I feel like I've seen them again in the last couple of years. And my first thought was, wow, that is an old Honda. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, they just had hey, to take sure. it down. It was old and faded. Funny. I don't Fine. know.
3: I don't know. I mean, it's, I suppose it probably unconsciously does... Make you kind of go, oh. Because aren't you, don't you usually, if you're driving through a parking lot and you see a stroller in the distance, even when it's far away and they're crossing, don't you slow down a little bit earlier than you would have if it was just a regular old adult just crossing the street by themselves? Yes. I feel like you you should. even like when you're pushing a cart through through Kroger and and you know there's kids running through the aisles. I you turn around slow, and walk the other way. You get the hell out of there. That's right. But before you do, you slow down. Right. A little bit because they will. They're, they'll dart right out in front of you. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think it it probably unconsciously does.
2: No, I make check us myself. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it actually changes, but I definitely check myself to make sure I'm not driving yeah. like a maniac. Because you, you might know, put
3: you... your fo- phone down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, you get caught up. And you're not paying attention, muscle yeah. memory and all that. Sure. And I, I you know, for a split second, there's like, well, what am I? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, slowing down. Yeah.
3: So maybe. Are they saying it does or doesn't? Is science It's kind of
2: split. End? A new poll asked 30,000 Americans if they think those baby on board decals, decals cause other people to drive more carefully. Uh, 48% of us say yes, at least sometimes. Mm hmm. But another 40% think they rarely or never do any good. And 11% were noncommittal on that. Couldn't, Mm -hmm. couldn't decide. Uh, but for what it's worth, a study a few years back suggested that they do have an effect. But a separate study found that (laughs) if you, if you put one on and it obscures your view, they could actually cause accidents too.
3: You know, I can get distracted by the decals that have like the family members, where there's a mom and dad and seven kids and fourteen dogs and twelve uh-huh. cats, because I I find myself counting. I'm like,
1: <laughs> how ba- What is? How many kids they got? Yeah. What about the the student driver stickers?
2: Uh, yes, yeah. they asked the poll asked about the student driver decals and if they make us more patient with those drivers, and two thirds said yes. What about babies?
1: Sorry, what? Okay. i was just thinking of all the stickers I see on the regular. What about Catholic Radio?
3: <laughs> see that one
1: in my neighborhood a lot. Uh, and they... Coexist. Mm-hmm. What about the little dancing uh, Grateful Dead teddy bears?
2: Oh, that's a good one. I do like them. I love looking I at too. them. I don't want them on my car, but I like <laughs> right. them on other people's cars. I agree. Cars. I like reading. You're entertained by it? I am. Yeah, I like learning a little bit about the guy be- or the person behind mm-hmm. the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I love the cars where it looks like the stickers are the only thing that's holding it together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You come across one of those every
3: once in (laughs) a while. You're so right. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.